The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3068. Earlier this month when we did the November 2022 preview, we talked about the fact that Star Wars Insider Magazine issue 215 was scheduled to hit newsstands in December, but there was a possibility that we would be talking about it in November because it would be hitting mailboxes. Well, that's exactly what happened. So we're going to be talking about the latest High Republic short story, and there's a little something different about this one in today's episode. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, A Different Perspective is the name of the short story, again by George Mann. So, this is unusual in the sense that the first series of Starlight stories for Phase 1 of the High Republic, they were traded off by Kevin Scott and Justina Ireland, and Charles Sewell, I think, wrote the first one too, if I remember right. But there was definitely a trade-off of storytellers as the series went on. This time it's George Mann again for a different perspective. That's the name of the story. And also, this is a self-contained story. Usually when these stories are debuting in Star Wars Insider Magazine, it's a part one and a part two. This one is fully contained within this issue. And this is going to be one of our five takeaway breakdowns. Yeah, it's a little shorter than seven takeaways because, you know, it's a short story, but yeah, that's okay. This is also full spoiler territory, sort of, basically. I don't know if I'm going to really spoil everything for you, but, you know, there's your heads up just in case. And giving you those brief details I just did, that's our first takeaway. So the second takeaway has to do with the fact that we are setting up the Battle of Jeddah. And in particular, we're talking about a couple of different things. First of all, there's a mention of the Convocation again. This is something that's been brought up, I think, since Star Wars Celebration Anaheim and High Republic panels there. This Convocation, we still don't necessarily know what exactly that is, but it sounds like it is a group that's made up of members from the different force-related groups that are active on Jeddah, and they are putting together some inaugural event that's called the Festival of Balance. And it's described as being an event designed to bring various force groups together for compromise and collaboration. That's the phrase that's used in the story. And I imagine <laughs> that it's probably only gonna end up in a bunch of trouble and I'll explain why in a moment. The other thing that makes it sort of a preview of the Battle of Jeddah, or at least kind of presaging it, I guess, <laughs> if you will, is the fact that they give a mention to the forever war that's been happening with Irem and Irona, pronunciation, sorry, that we saw in Convergence by Zoraida Cordova, and of course that was resolved in that novel. There's talk of a treaty being signed toward the end of the novel, and they're heading to Jeddah to do that treaty signing. This was also previewed in Quest for the Hidden City, also by George Mann, as it turns out. So, yes, it's not necessarily spoiling anything in that sense because we've been warned that this is coming for a while. And even we talked about the publisher's summary for the Battle of Jeddah, and they're already talking about it in there, too. So, yeah, this is not necessarily new news, per se. It's just interesting to see it being highlighted yet again, warning us that it's coming through this short story. 
All right, so there are two parts to the story for all intents and purposes, and so I guess those will be our third and fourth takeaways, and I'll do them a little bit of out of order from the story. So the third takeaway has to do with the story that happens in Enlightenment. So the official quote-unquote tale of Enlightenment happens with a member of the Path of the Open Hand and our protagonist, Keth, from the previous tale of Enlightenment. Keth is talking to an Abednego character who's with the Path of the Open Hand and comes comes to understand that the Path of the Open Hand definitely views the Force entirely differently from how the Jedi, for example, view it, and more about that to come too. So the story that this Abednego tells has to do with something that happened on their planet where he was in a mining family and his brother demonstrated Force abilities which they thought was unnatural and they talk about how the Jedi are regularly visiting their planet to quote, steal, unquote, Force-sensitive children, which is a pretty strong word and kind of interesting to note. But anyway, they taught this brother to suppress their Force abilities until there was a point at which they were mining a seam that was unstable and in a moment of panic this brother used the force to end up saving the 10 miners that were part of this mining crew and everybody thought this was great until they found out that the next day another mining crew that was working a seam that everybody thought was stable collapsed and 30 miners died and this is something that the Abednego character whose name is Wool, roughly W-H-O-O-L uses as a means of illustration to say this is why you shouldn't mess with the force, you shouldn't manipulate it because the force is going to you know, balance the scales. Like This is the idea that the path of the open hand has in terms of balance of the force, that if you manipulate it, the force is going to figure out some way to find the balance that it wants to find. It almost reminds me of, you know, I only saw the first Final Destination movie. Horror movies not really my thing, but the idea that some characters cheated death somehow and death was not happy about that and so death came for these characters that had cheated death in you know unique sort of like mousetrap crazy kind of ways but it's essentially kind of the same thing except the force as depicted by the open hand is almost malevolent about it because Every time they talk about it, it's like, well, you know, somebody used the force and saved 10 people, but then the force <laughs> counteracted it and killed 30 people. So yeah, it's like, oh, really? I'm gonna just wipe out more people as a result. That's how the path of the open hand seems to be thinking about the force. And the fourth takeaway has to do with sort of the framing story that happens around that, which is the fact that there are you know, so many more representatives of various force groups on Jeddah knowing that this Festival of Balance is coming up and the Path of the Open Hand has arrived on Jeddah. They are actually described as a protest group. There are multiple protest groups apparently going around the streets of Jeddah City and they are chanting the force must be free and that sort of thing. There's an incident where a speeder goes out of control and the members of the Path of the Open Hand that are in the streets protesting scatter except for one who would be killed by the speeder if it weren't for the fact that there's a Jedi around who manages to hold the speeder in place so that this other member of the Path of the Open Hand can escape. This is Wool. This is the character who is then brought by Keth into the tale of Enlight the Enlightenment Bar in order to relax and get a grip for all intents and purposes. So that happens and then later we find out, so I guess I really am going to spoil the whole story <laughs> for you here, that 
even though nobody was killed with the speeder crash or anything like that, later on the same speeder went wild and ended up killing four people, including the driver. And so it gives you that spooky, ooh, like, you know, the Abednego just told that tale about 30 miners dying because somebody saved 10. Now we hear, oh, a Jedi saved a bunch of people and within mere hours, that same speeder killed a bunch of people. So uh, yeah, you're supposed to get that like chill up your spine, like, oh, something's wrong. And maybe the path of the open hand folks think this is, you know, the way that it works. They think it's actually possible. Maybe they're not wrong. And Keth doesn't necessarily think that that's how the force works, but he gets a moment of, oh, well, maybe I should be considering a different perspective, right? And the last takeaway I'll flag for you has to do with the way that this Abendano character talks about the force, and in particular, the living force. So we've heard how there are two kinds of forces, basically. There's the living force, which is generated by all living beings, and then there's the cosmic force, which you know, the living force feeds into, and you know, vice versa. And this is how the Jedi understand the will of the cosmic force through the midichlorians that are inside of them, right? That's how that works. Well, the Abednego character talks about how the Jedi manipulating the living force, that's a huge problem, which leads to all these other horrible disasters happening, and that the use and manipulation of the living force must be stopped at all costs. So this is another sign of how the path of the open hand will be causing trouble, not just for the Jedi, but quite possibly for other force groups on Jedha as well. And it's also interesting to consider the possibility of what balance in the force actually means. There may be multiple meanings for it, and part of that may have to do with balance between the living force and the cosmic force. And I don't know if we're necessarily gonna explore that in detail in this particular episode of the podcast, but I think it's worth considering as a possibility that balance could be, you know, multiple things, you know, light and dark and the living force and the cosmic force and the notion that, you know, Anakin Skywalker eventually might be somebody bringing balance to the force. Maybe it could happen within a particular person or group of persons. Yeah, there's a lot of complexity that's being introduced here, and I think it's going to be fascinating to explore that in further detail at some point down the line. But that, I think, is pretty much everything that you need to know about a different perspective, which is the short story in Star Wars Insider Magazine 215 dealing with the High Republic and another preview run-up to the Battle of Jeddah audiobook original that's coming out toward the beginning of next year. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.